Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. With me always, Lead Pastor Hill City Church, Shanik Bannett. What's up, everybody? And we need three more reviews, and we'll give another gift card giveaway. So make sure if you haven't reviewed on Apple, right? Op- yeah, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and man, you'll find this interesting. Man, we actually have some Gen Z listeners. hey So I know one of the reviews. I won't say who it's from, but I do know who it's from. Um, their review was just dope AF. And we can't tell people what that means. <laughs> You'll have to Urban Dictionary that. Yeah. But we received an incredible question this past week from Tyler in Sellersburg, Indiana. And he asked us that if our life was a movie, what would it be called and who would play your role? I know, such a good question. And honestly, just thinking about my life and where I'm at, I just threw this out there and you thought it was unbelievable, but I still have to process it a little bit. But I just said, Insecure Security, starring Ryan Reynolds. He <laughs> is such a perfect person. Oh, you guys look similar. Why don't, well, I don't you know explain about that, a little but bit more on Yeah, that? Insecure Security. I was just thinking right off the top of my head, like I, in my journey right now, I'm becoming more comfortable with all the bad parts of me, with all those things that I don't do very well. And guess what? I'm still okay with it. And so I'm becoming secure in all those insecurities. I don't know what that movie would look like, but I would just think about a title of a movie. That's what I came up with. I love it. I think for me, it would be called, Wait, You're a Pastor? Starring Jim Carrey. (laughs) That is perfect. Oh my gosh. Or Dumb and Dumber Tree. (laughs) Oh yeah, you might be the world's most inappropriate pastor. So I think that was a great... I'll take that as a compliment. Well, last week we did a series around the GOAT, the greatest of all time, and that was before the Super Bowl. This week after the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady did it again. Dude, he just proved it. He I mean, I don't think he needed to prove it, but he put another stamp on his resume. I know. Unbelievable. it, It was unreal. And what he was able to do, and I know there's some you know, people out there saying the refs helped him out. But at the end of the day, dude just showed up, yeah. showed out. I love the trash talk. Man, he just went out there at, what, 43 years old or something like that? Old. One is uh, seventh Super Bowl. Yeah, refs don't help you win seven Super no, Bowls. No, 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 that's him. Amazing. Tom Brady, the greatest. Dude, and unreal. We actually received a lot of questions around some of our personal greatest experiences. So let's dive into that real quick, rapid fire five greatest experiences around five different And I love this because this is still kind of a new podcast. People are still getting to know us. And the few people that felt like they have known us, this is like showing a different side of us. And so, man, I appreciate people are asking, hey, man, talk about yourself a little bit more. So let's just have fun with it. So let's do this. Greatest restaurant experience. Oh, man, the Boogaloo. (laughs) And you all don't even know what the Boogaloo is. But, man, it is this restaurant on a pier in Aruba and man, they got the best, it's called an Island burger and a slice of pineapple and a, a sunny side up egg, like unreal. So great. Matter of fact, I still put eggs now on my burgers yeah. to this day because of that experience. But you got the the ocean, turquoise, blue water, the sand, the sun. It's dude, everything. It's everything. And it's a pure restaurant, so you oh. don't think it's bougie, but it's bougie. No, it is amazing. And they had the best coconut shrimp I've ever had in my life. They do. But for me, the greatest restaurant experience is in Dallas, Texas, Papacitos. Oh. Now, this was, people don't know this. I don't even know if I'm going to say it. 
this was two years ago. <laughs> two years ago, I went vegan. If you didn't know that, I went vegan. So I don't do this anymore. But before I went vegan, we went to Papacitos in Dallas, Texas, like three years ago. They have this garlic butter that you put on your fajitas. It is amazing. And if your mouth is watering, I'm sorry. They also have a seafood restaurant called uh, Papados. Papados. Papacitos, Papados. Greatest yeah. restaurant Unreal. experience. And I'm just going to like throw our friend Reggie under the bus for a second. Thinking about this Boogalo experience. Remember mm-hmm. they had karaoke? I do. And, and we were all it. there. And Reggie got up, got the mic, sang like half of a song. And there was an actual like artist singing that night, like mm-hmm. just doing her show. Like she sat down. Like yep. Reggie was so good. Well, Reggie is so good. <laughs> he killed it. I don't know if you remember that or not. I, but what do you gosh, mean? It was, was like so the greatest good. part about Aruba. Oh, when Reggie killed it. Because he awesome. never does that stuff, Mr. Humble Reggie. Yeah. So if I had a voice like that, I'd be killing every karaoke stage <laughs> know, ever. Me too. That's why I can't sing. Yeah. Okay. Greatest vacation. Man, let's just stay with Aruba. I stay with Aruba. Dude, for it you. was a, it was amazing. And I've been there twice. One with you guys, and then I did have the opportunity a few years later to go back with my wife and. It's just beautiful. I love the island. I love the beach, the sun, Which was the better, people. with me or your wife? Oh, man. Can't, I mean, don't answer it. Sure. Don't answer it. No, I'm going to answer that. It was my <laughs> wife 100%, even though that 2013 experience was super cool. It was cool. fun. For me, it was the Bahamas. My senior year of high school, our friends had some friends that were really wealthy and flew our entire family down over Christmas break to spend an entire week on their two 96-foot yachts and experience Atlantis with these passes to eat whatever we wanted, to go on whatever rides we wanted. It was the greatest vacation of my life. That sounds unreal. It was amazing. (laughs) Okay, greatest thrilling experience. Well, there's a theme here with me because I'm just going to stay with Aruba. Man. Are you telling them about the natural pool? Man, there's this place called Conchi. It's the natural pool. The waters on the north side of the island just crash over these rocks. It forms a pool. And then it slowly drains out. It's clear, like super clear, sea to the bottom. But our experience getting there, yeah, because like everyone illegal. tells you not to go. You can't use the rental cars to go there. Yeah, it literally says on the dash, do not drive off road right. to the natural pool. Right. And we did. We and did. Reggie was Reggie driving drove. though. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> this is just like pick on Reggie episode. But no, that that was just so thrilling. And the the this the experience getting there and seeing it, it's still what I will say is the most beautiful place in the world, and I've been to a lot of places, the most beautiful place in the world I've ever yep. been. Well, so far, your top three experiences included me, so I'm going to pat myself on the back. <laughs> You're welcome. My most thrilling experience, bungee jumping off at the time in 2009, the world's tallest bridge, which connected the country of Zambia and Zimbabwe over Victoria Falls, which is one of the seven natural wonders of the world. I think it was like 333 meters crazy experience bungee jumped i'll never do it again it hurt like heck if i can say that yeah, i've but never bungee jumped. It was i've awful. always wanted to but now i probably won't since you said that yeah i'd much rather jump out of a plane yeah maybe skydive but okay. dude, those are unreal experiences yeah though, that you've had a fantastic had to okay experience. greatest spiritual experience man honestly i did not have to think long about this man i have an experience that is like so amazing for me it's an unforgettable experience And it also happened in 2013, the same year, like we went to Aruba. So, man, that year was just a great year for me, I guess. But, man, I was with an organization um, doing missions work. We were in Belize, and we were in a town called Dangriga, a little coastal town. And I remember just to show the love of Jesus, all we did was put on a carnival for people. 
like for them to bring their kids. We had balloons, we had games, giveaways, just super cool stuff. And uh, we were just showing love. But then, of course, we do have a gospel presentation. Like we want to tell people about Jesus, too. And we're there and there were like thousands of people there. But I noticed like two ladies that weren't really engaging with the message. And then I found out why after I go up to them, I'm trying to carry a conversation. They begin to use sign language back to me. And of course, I mean, I have no idea how to. You don't know how to sign? No, I do not know how to sign. I can't read People any don't know sign. I'm signing right now. Maybe thank you is the only thing that I have. But then, of course, I could tell <laughs> that that they couldn't, you know, hear what we were presenting and what we were saying, but they wanted to. And so basically I got out my phone, right? Thank God for technology. And I was typing different things to them to share why we were there, what we were doing. And I handed them the phone. They would read it, type back. And so for like an hour, I got to just have this exchange with two deaf ladies. I'm, I still remember their names, Cherie and Agnes hmm. from Belize. And I got to tell them about Jesus. And kind of at the end of the presentation, you know, just after sharing like how amazing Jesus is and how much like he loves them, like I told them, hey, we're asking, do you believe that he loves you? Like that's the only question you really have to answer in life. Do you know how much Jesus loves you? And both of them were like, tech, texted back, yes. I'm loved. And so I still have the phone conversation saved on a note in my phone. I still go back to it. I know that's probably a little bit longer than what you wanted to hear. No, it's amazing. But it amazing, was such dude. an amazing spiritual experience. What for me. a story. I mean, I'm just going to say that my greatest spiritual experience was being baptized by my dad at 13 and just keep it simple. I have other cool ministry experiences. Maybe we'll share a whole episode on them because we could literally talk for days on the things that we've seen and yeah. experienced. Yeah, we've, we've got to experience a lot of cool things mm -hmm. in ministry for sure. Yep. Okay, we'll end with a fun one. Greatest ministry failure. <laughs> Man, I'm sure we can come up with a long list <laughs> of my failures, but the first thing I thought of was um, forgetting to take a meal to someone when I signed up to, and it was actually to Louise, who is our resident superwoman, we mm -hmm. call her, does everything. She had a surgery. And I remember sitting at home and like in the middle of the night, like I'm with Melanie, I think her brother and sister over, we're just chilling around the TV. I, I jump up, oh my gosh. And like, I freaked them out, but I'm like, Mel, we forgot. I forgot. We were supposed to take them dinner. They were counting on us and I let them down. And uh, I've Did done that twice <laughs> now. <laughs> twice, which is ironic because as we are recording, Louise just had surgery she again. again. And, and I, I signed saw your up name. again. I, I, signed your, I saw your name. I'm going to yeah, write a so, reminder in Siri. Yeah. February 2nd. So, hey, Siri. No, not February 2nd. You would have missed it if it was February 2nd. That's Remind probably why you February forget it. February 22nd <laughs> that I have to take Louise food. <laughs> Amazing. My ministry failures as a youth pastor, I don't think I can share my number one ministry failure. If you're listening and you have my number, text me. I'll, I'll call you and tell you my actual ministry. Did Siri just record a reminder? Siri just put my, re my, my message down Amazing. to remind me. So but I will not forget, Louise. I will share this one. It was a year ago. I'm not going to share who it happened with, but one of our staff members was experiencing... I'm just going to go out and say this. Can I say this? You can say He it. was experiencing a lump on his testicles, and he was super like scared about it, freaked out, Like went to go see a doctor, thought it was testicular cancer. 
But but before he went to see a doctor, though, he does before, what we all do. Yeah, he went Web MD. MD. Yeah, <laughs> looked it up online. No big deal. Okay, he's, he he got some comfort in whatever was explained to him. Got a doctor's appointment for the future. However, that night, I was using his computer. Oh my gosh! In front of our students, which at the time we probably had like 60, 70 students in the room. It was one of the nights before our Christmas party, so we had a good attendance. And his computers is the computer that's up on the screen, and he's on Google, and the only thing that's showing up in his search engine history is lump on balls. And it's on the screen behind me. I don't see it until one of our middle school students stands up and goes, lump on balls? Of course. Oh, my goodness. They noticed it right away. We lost it. I, I couldn't recover. I hid behind one of the boards that were on stage. I was laughing so hard. We actually had this individual come up on stage and explain himself. And it was actually a cool ministry failure turned into a ministry amazement as we had one of our students pray over him. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Lump on balls. I'll never forget it. I don't even know what to say to that right now. Like, Well, let's transition into what oh, we're talking about today. We spent enough time talking about our greatest experiences. But last week, we talked about the GOAT, the greatest of all time, and really right. challenged us around this idea. To appreciate To greatness. appreciate greatness, celebrate greatness, to be great in different areas uh, of your life. But what we recognized over the last week is there are some areas in our life where it's okay not to be okay or not to be great or to be just good enough. Right. So why don't you tell them a yeah, little bit so about what we're Yeah, so we just about. came up with this idea, like, it's okay to be okay. And, of course, we, we know the, the saying, it's okay not to be okay, which is a truth as well. And we'll get to that in other episodes, I'm sure. But that's really not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact it's okay to just be okay. Yeah. And since we talked about the GOAT last week, the greatest of all time, this week we're kind of talking about how some areas in our life, it's okay to be GOAT-ish. GOAT-ish. It's yeah. okay to be okay. And so we actually have four levels of performance, and we're going to discuss them real quickly because two of them we can just eliminate right away. So the four levels of performance are perfection, excellence, okay, and failure. Right. Everything that you do probably will fall into one of those categories. But yeah, like you just said, we want to remove the ones that are on the extreme ends of of, of that. Like we want to try to remove the perfection piece and we do want to remove the failure piece. And we'll get into that because we don't really believe that anything is an actual failure, that it's an opportunity to learn, but we'll get into that. But, but let's just talk about perfection real quick and why we really want to do this episode on goat ish. And it's because when people think they can't do something, when they think of great, they think of as perfect, mm-hmm. then they tend to not do anything at all. Yep. Right. And so we want to remove that excuse. We want to help motivate you because there's a lot of people probably that are listening that you've had a dream or a desire to do something in your life. And you think you might have to get to a certain level before you even take the first step. But we're here telling you it's okay to take the first step when it's just okay. And maybe not great yet. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hopefully we look back in years to come on this pad podcast and be embarrassed about the first couple of episodes as we are still learning about this podcast just from a, a personal experience. I mean, it happened in my writing. Like, I'm not super proud of my first book that was released five years ago, but I remember at the time I was super proud of it, right? Right, right. And so we want to encourage you to step out even if it's not great because the reality is this thought process oftentimes hold, holds people back. And so I remember the reason why I even wrote that book in the first place, we heard Tony Fitzgerald say this, 
He said the richest places in the world are graveyards because that's where books that didn't get written and songs that didn't get written have died. Yeah, and actually, he actually took that from Dr. Miles Monroe, who is the first person to actually coin that, write it. He actually has it in his book. I got it in my office. Yeah, Dr. Miles Monroe. But, but yeah, like so, the graveyard like is the place where dreams have gone, like unrealized dreams mm-hmm. have went to die, right? And yeah, like you just said, songs that were never written, like ideas. I'm sure right now, maybe in a graveyard, there are like cures for cancer. Yeah, there are like ideas and inventions that people could use and benefit from today, but we'll never know about it because people took it to the grave with them. Yeah. So don't die with ideas and thoughts and dreams still left in you. Like that's part of that legacy piece of living a legacy worth following is in order to accomplish great things or even to just accomplish okay things that you you make great later on, you got to step out, take that risk and be okay with it just being okay. Right. Because it's the, it's the one, it's stepping out in obedience that, that, that is important. Right. And we talked about that already, like Mm -hmm. in in previous episodes, like obedience is success in the kingdom of God. And so taking that risk as well. And sometimes it's not going to be perfect, but man, I, I, I want to address this because I just know so many people haven't taken the first step towards anything because they think they have, have to get to a certain place before they even begin right? It's, it's the whole, um, when then syndrome, mm-hmm. when I get to this level, then I'll write a book. When I get to this financial like plateau or whatever it is peak, then I'll begin to give great or whatever. And so I think this idea of, uh, if we're talking about performance, like perfection, like I think robs people. And if you think about it, people trying to do things that are perfective or that are perfect in their mind, like those people aren't fun to be around either yeah. because they're so critical, meticulous, so critical. Nothing can ever be fun. Those people don't have fun, I guess is they what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so if we need to remove perfection from our vocabulary, we also need to remove this idea of failure because honestly, nothing actually is failure. They are only learning experiences. Yeah. And if I could just share just some of our things, I know you mentioned on the perfection piece, us starting in the podcast, and that's a great illustration when I was thinking through this whole failure piece, I immediately thought of, man, just like two years ago, we tried to partner with some people that I still love, care for, still have a relationship with, but we tried to partner with them in planting uh, a church in in Portland, in, in a different city, in a different area. And looking back, yeah, there were some things we probably could have done differently and probably should have done differently. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, within that first year, we ended up pulling back from that and, you know, not really, you know, taking advantage of, of our full, I think, potential in that. But at the same time, there were just some frustrations, some things just didn't work out, mm-hmm. I guess. And so when we pulled away from there and stopped doing it, you know, we, we had some questions, you know, well, why aren't you doing it? Or what was this? Or did it not work? Or was it a failure? Or you know, just asking. And we sat in that for a bit though, because we did feel like failures. Yeah. Yeah. We did. They need to hear that. Yeah. We had this process of overcoming that failure. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, well, man, well, maybe I didn't hear from God. Right. Maybe, you know, I'm not the leader that this place needs. Yeah. So I had a process through a lot. security. Yeah. In that season. And, and what I had, what I, what really helped is I actually had you and I had the rest of the staff, if you remember, and Mm -hmm. even people that were a part 
I had them talk about some wins and I had them send me an email that had, and had the wins that they saw, some things that they learned, um, you know, just what they got out of that experience. And after I reviewed it, I'm like, man, this really wasn't a failure because it was such a good learning opportunity for us. Our team bonded during that season because we were forced to. We, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> we didn't we know were, what we were doing. We didn't. So we had to rely on each other through that whole time. And we learned things about ourselves that we didn't already know. I learned things about the team that I didn't previously know. And I probably never would have unless we were thrust in that situation. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's why we say there's really no such thing as, as failure. Yeah. Like well, let's it, give them two specifics. Yeah, go ahead. So we learned from this because we were eating it up like, oh, man, we failed. But again, if we don't believe that there's anything uh, such thing as failure and that there's only learning experience, we learned two huge things, that there's a difference between pioneering and partnering. Mm. So we have to understand that. We also understood that if you want to reach a community, you have to live in that community. We, right. we didn't live in Portland. We, we couldn't have been there 24-7 like we wanted to and what we thought was going to happen initially. And so... Yeah, no, absolutely. And that whole pioneer partner thing, I've used that for for decades, but I felt like this was kind of a a pioneering work because God had to reveal some things in us. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sometimes it is so much more beneficial to partner. Somebody's already done pioneering. If you think about like the pioneering, you know, era of America, man, that was tough. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to go back and have to like, (laughs) you know, ride in wagons and build things. And your wife would though. She likes (laughs) turning butter. Yeah, if if you want to know anything about Mel, like her dream scenario would be would be to be born during like Little House on the Prairie oh, time no. frame. Kill oh, me now. <laughs> Thank God I live in in now. Yeah, but but we need a partner. Yeah, you know, so that's, that's what we do. So the, those are two of the main four levels of perfection and failure. We want to move into the two areas of performance that we think that you should be in anything, right. and those two are excellence and okay. And understanding that this is like a both and, this isn't an either or. There are a lot of things that we should be excellent in. And at the same time, you can take some of those categories that we're excellent in and be just okay in certain areas of that subject. Yeah, and maybe this is just for me and you more than it is for everyone else. But I really do think people will get a lot out of this episode. But I know for us, we are two people who just, if we're going to do something, it needs to be done with excellence. Yeah, we're but big the, on it. We're, we are really big on it. But I think here's the problem in that if everything is done in excellence, like everything in our life, then nothing is done in excellence because then how can you even gauge mm-hmm. what excellence is if you try to do it? And not only that, like you will just wear yourself out. Yeah, like if everything is excellent, then you will be miserable and friendless. That was funny. You're like, are you reading ahead? I, I was I'm trying reading, to get your reaction. Yeah, right now. no, 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 no. I was, <laughs> I was looking at my notes to see what else I wanted to add to that piece. But, but yeah, you will be. Yeah. And, and so, where do you sacrifice? So let's talk about the areas in our life that are excellent and just okay, because then that means that certain areas should be sacrificed. Like, obviously, when you talk about this idea of marriage, you want to be excellent. In your marriage, but there's some aspects of your marriage that should be just done okay. Right, but well, he, not that it should, but that it just does. That it does, like sure. naturally, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we have to 
See, here's the big piece of this. We have to, when we think about what we do, right, it's the performance piece. And just like, well, we're going to first start with marriage, right? This is just talking about our life, mm-hmm. right? Our everyday life in marriage. Those of you that are married right now, and this may be not for everyone right now, but mm-hmm. this will be you if you hope to be married one day. But, but we have to understand when we go to do things, everything maybe that we go to do won't be in that excellent category. We're going to wear ourselves out if we do that. So we have to understand what the kind of differences is. Okay, where do I need to be excellent or where is just for me to be okay and understand them, differentiate them, and then be in constant communication with our spouse in that area, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. we need to start there. So if marriage is one of them, what's some other topics? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about a lot of different things. I mean, there's there's marriage, there's parenthood, just in relationships, there's, there's work stuff. Um, and there, there's just, there's just a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because again, it goes back to everyday life. And I know for me, and I'll just use like this example for us in our context, this is outside of any, what I just mentioned. This is really with the, the work thing for us. Our Sunday morning, I feel like what we do is very, um, you know, unique. We like we provide something for our community that everyone in the community just doesn't do. Like, yes, there's other churches out there, but not everyone, you know, has the building and has the capabilities and things that we do. And so we want to make our Sunday mornings the most excellent service that we can provide for our community. I think that's one of the calls on our life, what God's, you know, um, asking from us. And so we put a lot of effort in that right through the week. Now we're getting away from some of that, making sure we still are engaging in the community. We, we're taking the Thursdays off to engage with people and ministry partners and be with the community. But Sunday mornings are a highlight for us. And everything we do on a Sunday morning, we want it to be done in excellence. But there's we, we are an organization, right, as well. And there's just business aspects of things that need done around this place. Mm-hmm. And so if I, you know, have the team or say, hey, Corey, the student ministry section, you know, down looks in the storage like room looks, looks like, like crap. a student ministry section. <laughs> like, hey, let, let's get that cleaned up. Like, I'm just asking you to get the job done. Yeah. Like, you know, don't take on this thing where it's like, oh, it has to be done in excellence and I got to spend like three days on it. No, I was asking just for it to be straightened up and probably yep. a two hour thing. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you have to understand that. You have to contemplate that. I love what you said. You have to understand them, differentiate them, and then communicate them. This is even true in parenthood because I'm in this thing where we're learning from different parents. We're reading some parenting books. I I don't like the way that I get triggered with my kids on certain areas. And so, like, I want to be an excellent father. I want to be a present father versus being a disengaged father. But the reality is, is I can't be excellent in everything in my, in my parenting. There are going to be things that trigger me. There's going to be the heat in the moments. I want to get better at that. But there's some things in my parenting where I recognize, hey, it is okay to just be okay. Like I want to be present. That's for me. I want to be excellent in, in present. But there's also some time where I just need me time. And, and that's okay to have just me time. And hey, kids, go downstairs and play for a while. I, I can't be totally engaged all the time when I'm home. I'll drive myself insane. And so you have to give yourself a lot of grace in these different areas. I know in our relationships, it's the same thing. Like for you and me as pastors, one of the big things that we've tried to be excellent at is remembering people's names. I don't know who quotes it, but somebody says, you know, there's no better sound than someone hearing their own name. 
And so for us as pastors, like there's just something about it when people remember your name. I, I even feel it when I'm around somebody that I can't remember their name, but they remember mine. I'm like, oh, wow, like he remembers right. me. Yeah. And so as pastors, that's something, you man. You feel seen, you feel you, known. Yeah, you yeah. feel known. That's And we all want to be known. We right. want to feel that way. It's it's Cheers, man. Yeah. You want to be where everybody knows on, your name. Dude. I ain't going to sing it, but I, I well, agree should. with it. You should. You sang Big Poppy <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But this is the reality of like, we want to be excellent in that. And, but in your relationships, obviously there has to be some barriers, so to speak, of like, you can't give everybody your time all the time. Like you can have really good friendships and excellent friendships. And we encourage you to do that. But there are some friendships that it's okay for them to just be okay. You got, you got to remove that guilt and condemnation that you might be living with because you don't give all of your friendships a hundred percent of you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, if we go back to the to the marriage piece, just real quick, like, and maybe we'll have a podcast on this as well. Like all these things just come into our mind while we're doing this, guys. Right. Like we 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 think about future episodes, but just talking about the whole love language piece. Like I know my wife's love language is uh, quality time, so I better be excellent in in that time. Not that it's a quantity, but it's quality. And so, am I putting time into making that time with her excellent? Am I thinking through that ahead of time now? getting things done around the house, guess what? Some of that stuff just needs to get done. So you do it, but it's not like, oh, I got to make sure I put my excellence, you know, completely, you know, into it. Mm -hmm. And so there's that. And then maybe a perfect example of what we're really conveying. And I just thought of this. And this was actually a breakthrough for me, even a couple of weeks ago doing this podcast. So we are opening ourselves up for reviews. You know it. We're up to 17 reviews, three more, another gift card giveaway. A lot of people, though, don't write anything for a review. They just give us a star rating, one to five stars. And this is what really I'm talking about. So after the first episode, I was loving the positive feedback. Oh, man, look at all these five stars. But like even after the intro, someone gave us one star. Hmm. And I'm like, man, really? didn't even give me a chance. What the frick? And then the next week, guess what? Someone gave us a two star. And I'm like, that first episode guys was legit. Like it <laughs> was so good. It. And I think Corey was right. And that might be like one of our best episodes ever. Uh, just cause it was so good. And here's somebody giving us a five star. And I, I think star. I looked at or a two star and I think I looked again and someone else gave us a two star. So I'm like, Man, because here's the deal in ministry, when I'm preaching a sermon, sermon, the afterwards, the only one that gives feedback is people like, oh, I really love that message, Pastor. Oh, that was great. Oh, I got a lot out of it. No one's coming up to me and they're like, man, Shannon, that just sucked today, dude. Man, that that was awful. Man, I can't relate to you at all. And I can't receive anything from you. Like, I don't get that feedback. But here on this podcast, guess what? People are leaving their one and two star ratings. But as I stepped back from it last week and I processed it, I'm like, man, I'm okay to just be okay. Yeah. I don't have to be great yep. to everybody. And by the way, we do want you to be honest on your reviews. Don't yeah. just give us a five star. Just No, I don't want a like five us. star. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, we, uh, we don't have any four stars yet, man. Someone throw us a four star out there. I'll be fine with that. <laughs> no, but that's, but that's what I'm talking about. Point. Like I'm okay to be okay in this yeah. area. Like we're just getting started. It's a podcast. And not we everybody's going to We don't even, even like know us. what we're doing. Yeah. And everyone won't receive from us and it is what it is. And we came into this also got another revelation. I'm just going to share this real quick. Two weeks ago, I walk in here and I realized that it was the first kind of ministry related thing that I've done in the 16 years that I've been a pastor where I felt zero pressure. 
Yeah. There wasn't a pressure. Oh, I got to be excellent. Everything's got to be on par. It's got to be fully edited and fully known. We got to have all our notes and you know me, I like, I like to type mm -hmm. things out even when I'm going to preach mm -hmm. and having that, that pressure just removed and walking in here and saying like, you know what, it, even if this podcast is just okay, I'm okay with okay. I love it. And so I think that's what our, what we're really trying to say. Yeah. And that's helped me a ton. It has. And it, ha it has helped me tremendously of recognizing that there are certain areas of my life that I can control it being excellent. I want to strive to be excellent in a lot of things. But there's also some things that are, it's okay to just be okay. So take that pressure off. Remove that ideology that you worship in your own self that everything has to be even perfect because there's no such thing as perfection. You're lying to yourself if you're striving for perfection. But it's okay to yeah. be okay. It's yeah. okay. Goat-ish. Yeah, goat -ish. It's okay to be goat-ish. The greatest of all time, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> it's okay to stay in that space. And, yeah, just and please hear you. Yeah, and please hear from us. We're not trying to tell you not to better yourself, yeah. not to be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a better employee, any of those things. But we are saying you got to get to a place if you want to truly rest in who God's made you to be, there are some things you just need to be okay being okay. Okay. Goatish. Well, give them that Acts 413 piece. And then yeah, we'll I just close. want to close with this, you know, tying it into kind of a spiritual principle in in this okay to be okay. Like when God chose his disciples, it's not like he went after the best of the best. It's not after he, he didn't go after the people that even did everything in excellence. Um, man, he went after ordinary dudes. Who, who just followed him. And I was thinking about a verse in Acts, in Acts 4, 4, 13. It actually says this, and this is the, like the religious people of the day. It says, when they saw, when these religious people saw the courage of Peter and John, and they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note these men had been with Jesus. And when I think about that, man, it says that, these people recognized that Peter and John were unschooled, ordinary men. Like they looked at him like, wait, these guys aren't great. These guys aren't the goat. They don't do everything in excellence. The, they're unschooled, ordinary men. And I believe that ordinary in the Greek, I think it's idiotes, where we get our word idiot. Like mm -hmm. they looked at these dudes, man, they, they're idiots. But they were astonished. Why? Because they had been with Jesus. So again, back to what we said last week. We just have to understand, even if we're not great or we don't feel great uh, in a lot of areas, deep down and as our whole self, we are great because the great one lives in us. I love it. I love it. So two questions as we close. Who can you reach out to that is excellent in certain areas that you can grow a different aspect of life in? I encourage you to reach out to them. And also, lastly, where do you sacrifice? This comes down to the conversation of, okay, there's certain aspects in my life that are excellent and okay, and I want to sacrifice in this area to be more excellent, or I don't want to have this pressure. It's okay for this area to just be okay. Yeah, and the last thing I'm going to say is this. Whenever you try to do things <clears throat> that, that you actually have this high expectation of and you try to put your full self into, it, and, and what we say a lot of times, like we would rather do you know, one or two things in excellence, then do 10 things in mediocre. So that's what Corey's talking about, differentiating what areas do I want to be excellent in and then what areas am I okay to be okay in. And when we differentiate that and then begin to communicate that with, with our loved ones, with our spouses, with our friends, with our coworkers, man, the relationships just get better. Yeah. So this week, 
Be goatish. Goatish. And rem remember, you're loved, and there's nothing you can do about it. 